G'day everybody and welcome to episode 34 of Expand the Phantom podcast, our very first episode for 2016. Uh, it's Joe here and of course with me I've got Jermaine Parker. Hi Jermaine. Pretty good mate, pretty good, pretty good, thank you. How are you? I'm well and Stephen East, how are you mate? I'm good mate, always good. Awesome. Right. well we have um, a lot of news to get through this uh, episode, not so many comics but um, we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a minute. So... As I said, this is the first episode of 2016, and if people have been following um, Chronicle Chamber since we started, you might realise that this year is the site's 10th anniversary. So I won't say too much about it at the moment, but we do have some fun things planned for that. So make sure you keep your eye out. Uh, The actual anniversary date is around April, so closer to there you'll start to see things pop up. Um, Righto, well, let's get straight into the news. So the first thing uh, we have to talk about is Hermes Press has released uh, information on their new and upcoming uh, project. So Dan Herms, the guy behind the company, made a little YouTube video showing off some of the cool stuff that's about to come out. So he showed off uh, future volumes of the Dailies collection uh, and their converging continuities. He talked about that with the Sunday's collection. Um, and he also mentioned there's going to be a second series of their Phantom ongoing, which um, I'm sure lots of people are excited about if you enjoyed that series as much as we did. Uh, he also said he has a couple of special plans for the Phantom's 80th, which of course is this year, but he didn't really give any details on that. You can see the video on our website if you um, check out the main page. So, fellas, we excited for this? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the the the, 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 the new um, the new series. I don't usually get the the dailies and and the the collections, but um, yeah, the the new series has been going great, and yeah, so. Cool. So, have you guys read issue four yet? I think four was the last one that came out. Or was it five? Five. I haven't read five yet. Um, I've got it on the way, mm-hmm. so I should get it soon. Um, yeah. Did did um. I must admit, I can't really remember the the video that I... Does Dan talk about... Um, does he mention who the creative team for the second series is? Like, is Cell and um, uh, Peter David back for it? Uh, Peter David's writing it again, but um, okay. they have a new artist. So, um, oh, okay. from memory, I don't think they mention who the artist is, but they do have um, a different artist for this series. Mm, so, right. that'll be interesting. Yeah, it would be. Um, it would, yeah, it would be um, interesting. Like Sal did some, he did some uh, really attractive artwork for the first one. So whoever the artist is, he's got big, big boots to shoot, uh, to fill. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the change in artist doesn't put some people off because sometimes you know an artist changes enough to make people go, oh well, I'm not going to pick up, pick up. You know, this yeah. series if they don't like the art as much, but hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. Yeah. But um, I, I have a feeling that the change in artists might be a blessing in disguise because we'll get, you know, not to, I don't want to diss sell, but to get the issues on time would be really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it would. Um. Although the last couple have been a little bit closer together. Yeah, they have. Um, like I read somewhere, oh, where was it? It was on one of the Facebook pages that, um, uh, number six is, 
is due out in um you know in a couple of weeks as well. So you know I haven't even got number five yet, and then number six is almost due out. So you know that that's a good thing. Yep. Um. So did did uh, also with the dailies and Sundays together? Did um Dan show like a preview of what it looks like? Uh he has. He, if you watch the video, he's got um the next volume there that he shows off. Um, it's really interesting because, as you guys will know, but uh, maybe some people listening to the podcast won't, when um, the, or well, I think it was around when Sly Barry started, the continuity for the daily Phantom Strip and the Sunday Phantom Strip actually came together. So instead of being two separate storylines, I guess they, Falk merged them into one. Now, of course, um, the dailies are in black and white and the Sundays were in colour. So what Herms has done is they are combining them. They're converging the two continuities into one book. So eventually it'll just become, you know, dailies and Sundays in the one volume instead of the separate two that we've had. And the dailies will be in black and white, but the Sunday stuff will be in colour. So you'll have black and white and colour in the one book, which... Personally, I think is really good because it keeps mm. the strips how they were originally supposed to supposed to look, but it also keeps the storyline together. Yeah, um, it's actually the forties. Um, I think was there was it? three stories. I think there was father and sons, the flirtator, flirtatious princess, and the ape idol of Duragu or something. And then I think there, I can't remember, but there might have been like the wedding story or something that was. Um, Merged together as well, so oh, that okay. might be where you're talking about with Sly yeah. Barry. But they were Wilson McCoy ones. Um, have you used actually? Um, I think I think it's Comics Review has done it, and I know um, uh, Ivan has put together some stuff as well. Um, of actually like a sample of what it actually looks like, where you're actually reading the dailies and the Sundays together. No, I haven't seen that. Um, okay. What do you mean? It's, like one page will be dailies and this page will be Sundays? What, yeah, what yeah, and that's the way it was initially intended. Like, Fru and everyone else has always published them as separate stories. Um, Fru's even said that, you know, has basically said that um, uh, um, has has basically said that, you know, they were separate stories when they weren't actually separate stories. Well, it'll be good to have that collection then together. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that should be cool. Um, I'll have to dig out. I've got an example somewhere, so I'll have to dig it out and um, let you have a look at it. And I'm sure for the people that haven't seen it, you could probably look at it on the video or if it's not good enough or something, just get in contact with one of us and we might be able to help you with a sample as well. Yeah. I, I wonder if this means that the... Um the collections are going to be the same size, like the same um, number of pages, or if they're going to make them bigger or just stick... More so, expensive. Yeah, more expensive, or just stick to... You know, maybe they've got a page count. I'm, I'm not sure what they are off the top of my head. I think they're like 250 or around that mark. Um, so whether they'll just make sure that they have... I don't know, let's say three stories makes that 250 page mark, so I just leave it at that. Or, yeah. yeah I, wonder, I wonder how they'll do that. could be... Interesting. Have you noticed that the the dailies have been getting smaller and smaller? Yes, I have. I have. Um, I wonder if that's because of the um, price point. 
Yeah. Mm. It's um going to be interesting. Oh, excuse me, hiccup. It's going to be interesting to see the fan reaction, I think, to that as well, because I don't know if everyone's going to like the fact that they're put together. I, I think, think people are going to get caught out and they're not going to really understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because most people don't know it. And, uh, you know... Well, I didn't until just then. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember back in the forum days, like, you know, the good old days, um, <laughs> there used to be so many fights about it. And, yep. you know, people would... Um, uh, people would like argue and show examples of how it looks better and how it reads better, and and I must admit I was one of the people that were like, no, it's two separate stories, you know, get over. It. And and I remember Ivan was, you know, I know he's not everyone's um favorite person, but you know he's fairly knowledgeable. Um, I remember he was like the only person who was saying, no, this is the way it was intended. This is the way it was intended. And um, he finally he finally gave me a bit of a preview of what it looked like, and I must admit he was right. Yeah. So um, yeah. So you had to eat your hat on that one, did you? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, <laughs> I've said yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> um, I suppose one positive is though we will only have to buy one book rather than two big fat hardcovers. So. Well, well, three yeah. if you count the um like the the king stuff. Yeah, I wonder if because they're still they've just released the second version of the Sunday, so I wonder if they're going to when they get to these stories, just skip them all together, include just the Sundays or include the Sundays and dailies. Well, I, th- well, I suppose if they're converging, but it have to be the Sundays and dailies in the one book. That's yeah. the impression I got anyway from from his video. But what about for when he gets up to it in the Sundays? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Because they're wanting to release all the dailies and all the Sundays. Yeah. So they've included the Sundays and the dailies, which, in my opinion, is the right decision. So does that mean they're going to include the dailies to the, in the Sunday collection when they get up to it? Hmm. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see if they release more details about it, I guess. Yeah. That's, um, I think that's probably my one biggest complaint about Herms is that their website is very low on detail for any of their stuff. Yeah, I was just having a look just then while you were talking. Uh, I can't find anything here. <laughs> no, no. It's um, So, Mr. Hermes, if you listen to this, update your website more. <laughs> <laughs> or your Facebook. Or contact us and we can get you on for, on the podcast for an interview. <laughs> yep, that'd be good too. That'd be good too. Oh, well... Um, Actually, talking about Sundays and Dailies, if you don't mind, I've got a tangent. Have you guys been reading the, the current Sundays and Daily? No, I, must, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Ah, well, there's special guests in both of them at the moment. They're pulling yeah, double duty. I've Old man, Drake that. and Lothar. Yeah, it, I, they're it's... in both of them, both the both. and the Sundays. Yep. And I had Mary Worth a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, you've got to hold Mary Worth in the taxi. <laughs> I've like I've downloaded them, but I just haven't read them. I just um I must admit I haven't read I haven't got around to meeting reading many comics online. It's the only reason why I've got subscription to the newspaper. The first thing I do is go straight to the comics, and everyone at work knows it. <laughs> but nah, finally, um, Mandrake gestured hypnotically, or whatever he whatever he does today. So um. 
because it's the twins' birthday, or that's that's the storyline, the daily. So they get to see their new birthday present. Of course, it's just a gesture, but yeah, I won't spoil it for you. You guys can read it yourself. And because <laughs> every so often I see someone posting an image of it on Facebook and stuff, so I see that um, that's probably me. Rex. Rex is in the daily, and he's got his yeah. um, uh, his woman, um, the captain guard. Yeah. He's given old Princess um, Alicia, Alicia the flick. Yeah. Oh, wow. But we can discuss that when it comes well, out. As, so my, as, my <laughs> grandf- as my grandfather actually said to me today, why buy a book when you can join a library? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> <sighs> I thought he was going to say something like, if you like it, put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not he's not that up to date <laughs> right well with that let's um move on um <laughs> so the next story unfortunately is is slightly um is a, is a bit of a sad one so uh an artist by the name of don perlin who um some of you may not have heard of because he's only done a little bit of work uh for the phantom he uh is actually quite ill uh this was before christmas uh, originally this story broke um he had to have surgery. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had to have surgery on on his scalp, and um, he basically his his health insurance and stuff didn't have the money to pay for the recovery time he needed uh, while he was in hospital. So um, a man by the name of Cliff- Clifford Meth, uh, who was a fan of Don's, has created um, a GoFundMe campaign where fans can donate money to help raise funds for. Um, Don's medical expenses. Now it's it's you know one of those sad things in in comics where a lot of the great creators are of course getting into their autumn years, um, so you know they have medical issues and things like that. And there has been a few similar cases uh, for other artists that have have been ill or whatever, and um, fans have helped raise money. But this is the first time it's ever directly impacted on one of the Phantom creators or someone that's worked on the Phantom. So, um, for those that may not know, uh, Don did the Phantom story, um, the 2001 Team Phantom Man story, Lethal Cargo. Uh, he did a cover for Moonstone, um, issue of their second series, issue 21B of the, no, sorry, of their first series. Um, and according to Wikipedia, he also did a story called Bengali Triangle in 2012. And two, but that hasn't been published by Fru yet. Um, did you guys donate to this or anything? It's all right if you didn't. I understand money's tight around this time of year. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't. I'm struggling to donate to my own uh, to my own funds at the moment. But um, yeah, I I must admit it's I do find it quite good that you know like that people are you know helping out and stuff like that, and you know it's sad and. And everything like that. Mm. Yeah, I um, I gave him. I donated ten dollars, ten Australian dollars. So that's about five cents <laughs> US. <laughs> um, but you know, every little bit helps. But um, when I posted the story originally on Chronicle Chamber, it was already up to the halfway point of um, the, they wanted ten k, like ten grand US. That's a lot of money. Um, but that's yeah. what the the goal was, and it was halfway there when I originally posted the story, just opening the web page now. Oh, and they've cracked it. They're up to twenty-one thousand seven hundred sixty-six oh, US wow. dollars. So, 
yeah, people have obviously got in there and um and helped him out. And you don't it's not like Kickstarter where you get rewards for donation, you know, if you donate 20 bucks you might get a signed copy or something like that. There's none yeah. of that. It's just people out of the kindness of their heart giving money to help out um a veteran of the industry, which I think is great stuff. That's it. And there's that uh that real cheesy song that I absolutely hate uh where it says, you know, just one drop. Um I'm not sure if any of you have ever heard of it, but where it's just talking, you know, one drop, all the little drops count up and then it'll overflow the bucket. So I guess that's what has happened. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. And that does sound like a really cheesy song. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> the wife liked it and I hated it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really good that people have bound to help Don out. So hopefully it'll be all better soon, if not already. Um, so that's a good end to the story that they were able to cover cover his bills. Excellent. All right, so um, we'll move on to the next one, which um, talking about money, this is uh, also money-related. There's a new Phantom Lamp coming out uh, from R- Wicked Replicas, which uh, are the same people that made the previous Phantom Strip lamp. But this one's um, a bit different. The base of the lamp is actually sculpted, uh, so it's the Phantom... Uh, it's kind of based on that classic Cyberry drawing of the Phantom looking over the the, the, jungle. Um, the jungle, yeah. And then the actual lamp shade is the Phantom's face. So the lamp stand is the Phantom's body and the jungle and the lamp shade is his head. Uh, mm. If you go on the website, you can see a picture of it. Um, it looks like one of... Remember that old, that mellow um, figurine? Kind of like yeah. the marshmallow head? It It sort of looks like that. It is ugly and weird, but it kind of works. <laughs> I, I've got to say, I really don't like it. And I feel really bad saying that because I know Glenn Ford had a hand in it. <sighs> but I just think it looks... Do- well, not dodgy. I think it looks quality made, but it's not something I look at and go, yeah, that's nice. I want to spend my money on it. Yeah, it's... Um... Especially at 60 bucks. That's quite a yeah. lot of money. I've seen well, other I... lamps like this, like in my local comic shop. Um, you know, the Marvel and DC characters. So it's good to see um, the Phantom getting a Guernsey in this style as well. But Are they popular? Yeah. I've got no idea. I've, I've just seen them sitting there. Okay. I haven't bought one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I find that... Um, now, I will tr- probably get one. Um, finances are a little bit tight, so I'm not going to be rushing out straight away and getting one. Um I did end up getting one of the, the comic strip ones. I was very hesitant about getting one of those because they looked cheap, mm. uh, one of the, the first series, but I was happy with it. Um, probably also helped the fact that um, I picked it up for like $15, including postage. You know, I found <laughs> I found just a ridiculous one-off, one-off offer price. So, you know, I ended up buying two because I thought, well, <laughs> you know, you, you can't go wrong for a price like that. Um, and so I think that made me, you know, like it probably more than I would if I paid full <laughs> price for it. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon, you know, I reckon, I reckon it looks all right. Yeah. What are you going to get one, Steve? Uh, we'll see how the money goes, but I don't mind the look of it, but, um, I don't know where I'm going to put that one. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> you should get two, one for each side of you in your bedroom. Yeah, that'll go over well, yeah. 
purple really matches the rest of the decor. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so you reckon it's just the purple colour that your wife will have? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm sure that'll, <laughs> that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, I actually got one of the um, Phantom Strip ones, one of the strip lamps too, Jermaine, because a lamp I actually had broke. Um, a friend of mine came over and managed to knock it over and break it, so it needed to be replaced. That was a good excuse to buy one, and I agree, it did look kind of cheap on the pitch, but once it arrived, it's it's quite nice. So I'm sure this yeah. one will be you know decent quality as well, but mm. I just think it looks silly. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess if I guess for sixty dollars you're a little bit more selective. Yeah, but if exactly. it's good quality, you know you might be you're likely to get it, but I guess it's. You know, everyone's different with their finances and with their fandom collection is you kind of have to prioritise certain things. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, so that makes a new, a nice segue into our next uh, next <laughs> piece of news, um, talking about prioritising money, which is Bradford Exchange's uh, Phantom Coin Collection, which they are releasing for the 80th anniversary. Um, I didn't... Uh, originally know when I posted the the article on the site, but Glenn Ford has kindly given me uh, the uh, an update, so the article's updated. This isn't the same coin or coin collection as the one that's coming out of Perth Bullion. Um, we still haven't really seen anything on the one from Perth Bullion, but this uh, Bradford one is completely separate to that. So what this is is a set of six coins, um, silver, and they have um, a picture on the front um, of Phantom artwork. Uh, most of it looks like it's a mixture of Cyberry and Glenford stuff, um, and then the coins designed to look like it actually came from Bangala. So you've got on the back um, Republic of Bangala, one pound. Then they've got which I assume is the Bangala crest of arms. Um, you've got two pygmies, I guess, standing there next to um, the crest of arms and the Phantom's mask in the background and a kind of almost Aztec-looking design. Um, the pictures are up on the website if if you want to have a look. Um, something that should mention, though, uh, I thought this when I first saw it, and a lot of other people mentioned it, and they look very similar to the medallion set that Bradford did two, three years ago, where the artwork was literally just a sticker on the coin. Um, Glenn Ford has told us that that's not the case with these. It's actually coloured metal, so there's some fancy new technique um, where they actually print dire- the colour directly onto the metal. Um, so, you know, basically the short of that is it's not going to flake off and, you know, it's not going to feel like a cheap sticker. And, like, the picture's, like, engraved. In yeah, the, the actual... picture is engraved, yes. Yeah. Um, I must admit, it does sound more appealing than the other set. Yeah. It does. So, you know... The Perth set, you mean? Yeah, the first set, yeah. The um, medallion set. Now, I've, I've got the oh, medallion wow. set. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I tend to have a love-hate relationship with it. Like, sometimes I love it, mm. and sometimes I look at it and I'm going, now, why on earth did I spend that much money on it? <laughs> the buyer's remorse? Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> You know, especially because you know, I had to do a deal with the wife that you know I'll pick up the dog poos and I'll, and I'll you know that will be you know the trade off for it. Um, you know, I'm still picking up the dog poos and I'm kind of like, oh, was it worth it? Um, <laughs> but this one looks a lot more appealing because it's got the engraved and the the engraved design. The colour actually is in you know in it and everything you described. 
But, you know, I think a lot of the reason why I'm saying this is because of my financial situation at the moment. But I really don't think this will be something I'll be getting. No. So if you haven't seen the article yet, the coins cost, apart from the first one, the first one is half price of... 49.99 AU, so basically $50 Australian. But then every consecutive coin is $100 Australian. And when you get each coin, um, and like most of Bradford's stuff, it's a subscription service. So you've kind of, you're not really locked in, but you'll, they'll keep charging you until you ring them up and say, no, I don't want them anymore. So for each coin, it's let's say $100. But on top of that, you also have to pay $10 shipping. So basically for each coin, you're paying $110. Now. For a bit of metal, even if it does have that engraving stuff in on in on it um, and the colouring and all that, which admittedly does sound really cool, it still seems like a hell of a lot of money. Especially for six yeah. of them. It's the but, same price as the medallions, and the medallions were 110, and then there was 12 of them. So you're looking yeah. at you know 12 you know 1200 for the medallions. So if you compare the two, it is. It is probably a better deal because, one, you're getting the first one half price mm. and it's a better quality product than yep. the first set. But when you're looking at it on its own, you have to have a bit of money um, to be able to, you know, to be able to get it. And I, I, I think it will look amazing with, in, the, in, the, in the display box and... I reckon it will, you know, it will probably be something that we'll be looking back in 10 years' time going, mm, I wish we probably got it. But yeah. at the moment, um, you know, with, you know, we're all, you know, me and Steve, we got kids, you know, Joe, you're, a, you know, a part-time teacher and stuff like that. Unless one gets donated to us, it probably, <laughs> you know, they probably won't be uh, in our collections. Yeah, it's just, if it was a one-off payment of 110 bucks and that got you the set, yeah, oh, fair well, enough. That changes things absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Even if it, even if it was $50 each coin. Yeah. You know, you could probably argue mm. that it would be good. And you have to, you know, and look, we're the first people to jump on Bradford's back about reusing images and all that. These are new images. These aren't images that have been on other Bradford stuff. So you've no. got to give them credit and the fact that they're using new technology and stuff like that. Um, and I'm sure there are many fans out there where a hundred bucks, a hundred and ten bucks a month is not an issue for them, and they'll be all over these like an, you know, like an oily rag, um, or however that saying goes. And, and <laughs> you know, um, I reckon, you know, I reckon they will be an amazing piece. But it's just expensive. Yeah, it is expensive, but you know some people can afford it, and mm. I think those people that can afford it, I think they'll be very happy with what they get. Yeah, it's quite a quite a steep exchange, right? You know, hundred bucks for one equals one Bengali pound. Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> so our next collection that we have is um, the Australian uh, Australian Post Office Fernham. 80th anniversary stamps that have just been um, revealed. So this is a collection of 22 stamps, um, or at least 22 phantom designed stamps in a nice display booklet that comes out on February 2nd 
uh, and will cost $16.95 Australian, so let's say $17. Um, you can buy these, uh, or I should say pre-order these already from the um, Stamp Bulletin website, or they'll be available at your local Australia Post office. Um, if there's any international fans that want to get a copy of these, uh, jump on uh, Phantom Collector or places like that on Facebook. Um, some people have already offered to pick copies up for international fans, so you should be fine um, if, if you can't get to a post office to pick one up. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I reckon this could be um, almost the uh, the coolest item of the 80th anniversary. Um, yeah. I reckon it's got a lot of promise. I think it could have been better. Like, um, they've used a lot of the uh, stock... Um, imagery that every single second product uses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm looking forward to. It. I reckon it should be cool. Yeah, it definitely looks pretty cool. Um, I take it everyone will be getting one. Like both you and Steve will be getting one. Might even get two with this one. Wow, what well, one to post yeah, off and the one. other to keep. Well, one oh, for me and wow. one for um my, my boy Tom's got a um a stamp collection that was given to him from his grandparents so um one oh, yeah, cool. can go in there. Nice. Um, and so that's the aim of trying to trying to corrupt him into the fandom as well. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Actually, I had um uh, nephews over the other day, nephew and nieces, and one of them picked up. I had the the Christmas issue sitting on the on my desk. And oh, he picked cool. it up and, was, and started flicking through it. He's only grade two, grade three. But he was having a bit of a read. So, oh, I'm not going to tell him not to touch it. He can read through that and hopefully something kind of seeps in. Yeah. And that's what, I was, oh, that's what I was kind of hoping with these stamps, you know, if they actually get released um, to the public and, you know, people can use them, you know, maybe something will seep in. But we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon, like, a str- like the, the- the thing that I'm excited about is you get items like these, like the lamps, the Bradford stuff, um, you know, stuff that is released in comic book stores and specialty stores where not the average person goes in to. You go into those type of stores looking for something or you go onto the website looking for that type of stuff. But, you know, how many potential people are out there going to the post office, paying a bill or whatever, and I see the fan, and I go, oh, the fan, pick it up, oh, that looks cool, oh, only 16 bucks, let's buy it, oh, the fan, I wonder if they still do comics, you know, and so that's what I'm excited about, is the fact that, you know, it, the potential is there to reach the person who's not going to go into a comic book store or look at a magazine rack. Yeah. It's one of the, um, the big news agents here is also a post office, so you can get your stamps, then you go over and get the comic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Just thought of that. Yeah, it's a big one in one of the shopping centres. It's got the the news agents and the and the post office in the one area. So, oh, hang on. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. So um, I'll definitely be getting one of these. I'm sure lots of other people will. But like I said, if you are an international fan and want to get hold of it, just um, ask someone. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to secure you a copy. Um, mm-hmm. Right, well, let's move on to the next thing, and that's that the Indian key rings that we talked about uh, in the last episode or the episode before have been released. 
Unfortunately, the Tiger one looks really dodgy. <laughs> a bit crap, you're saying? Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, which which is kind of a bit disappointing because I've met, I've I've gotten since we last discussed this, um, I have received my parcel with the t-shirts and the posters, yeah. and they are really dig top quality. Um, and then, yeah, we've only seen, we've actually seen, for those who don't know, we don't actually have them on us, but we've seen photos of someone who's actually got them and has taken detailed photos and stuff like that. And, yeah, the others look the others look great. Um, we were right with the soft type of rubber material is what they would be made out of. But the Tiger one, yeah, kind of misses the mark a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they've, you know, because it would be kind of a detailed thing, but it looks like they've gone, right, mm. how can we make this as simple as possible and just done it that way? And it just, it really doesn't look that yeah. nice. Now, you kind of expect that for the price you're paying, like we've discussed. You're not, um, you're not being charged, you know, Bradford Exchange prices. So, <laughs> um, you, you, you can understand that they are kind of cheap cheapish looking but yeah it was a little bit disappointing looking at the photos and it was kind of like Ugh. but i'm still getting a set um and like we discussed before we're, we're pretty sure that they will be available eventually on founders vault um so and possibly other places and i'm sure there'll be some indians Indian fans out there, they'll be more than happy to pick up some and, you know, for you to purchase or trade some fruits for or some other comics for. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon along with some of the other stuff they've released, I, I think it's still something worth getting. And as we discussed previously, it is something for the, the average fan who is on a, on a tighter budget than some, than some of the other items. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well... Um... We have some news uh, regarding King Features Syndicate. They have a new general manager, um, <laughs> a fellow by the name of uh, Brendan Burford, has just been made general manager of KFS. Um, he's come in with some kind of cool ideas. He wants to push King Features into um, the digital age a bit more, and he's also interested in looking at expanding um, the King Feature Syndicate characters, so the body of characters, into other media, so film, TV, digital media. Um, so this could be kind of exciting. We might one day, dare I say it, get another Phantom movie, or even a Mandrake movie. Um, yeah. We'll get the Mandrake comic going again. I think he's um, just on repeats at the moment, isn't he? Apart yeah. from his cameos in the, in the, um, in the Phantom. Yeah, I think mm. so. Maybe that's the reason why he's in the fandom. Maybe they're judging whether it's worth um, uh, picking up new stories again. Yeah, testing mm. the waters sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But maybe that's also why we are getting the crossovers, like with Mary Streep and and all that type of stuff, is it's kind of like... King Mary Creatures Worth, or, you mean? Mary Worth, whatever. Obviously Meryl Streep's read... somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I read this, the comic strip. Um <laughs> But, you know, maybe this is done by intention where they're kind of 
improving the brand because King Features have had it, have copped a bagging from us and from other people that we've discussed with on the podcast and uh, off the podcast. Um, so it's, you know, maybe this is part of the, hang on, you know, them getting their stuff together, which, you know, to be honest, they should have done 20 years ago, but I guess it's better late than ever. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm hoping that, I think I've said this before, but I'm hoping that with the push into digital media, they might release some sort of comic reader for, you know, your Android devices or whatever, because I know you can go online and already read the comics on on websites and stuff, but to have an actual app to do it and just, you know, Mm. download it, have it there, like the Comixology one, I'd be happy to pay a subscription fee to read, you know, each one when it comes out. It would be so much easier because that's, you know, kind of the main thing for me with the strips because I don't buy the newspaper because apart from the comic page, there's nothing in it that's worth reading. Um, what about the sport? I thought you were yeah, a sport I, I, man. I was going to the sport as well. First the comics, then the sport. Nah, I didn't. Really then the weather. <laughs> See, I've got an app on my phone for the weather. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, let's, and let's face it, all the sport that's in the um, news section, you probably already read the day before. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so it, it would just make it a lot more accessible to a lot more people like me who don't mm. read the newspaper and don't want to... like. Reading stuff on the computer just isn't comfortable. You can't yeah. enjoy it as much. So I think that would be that would be good. Otherwise, I just wait until through print it and then read it in their comics. But um, yeah. if there was something like that, I'd definitely get into it. Fair enough. Anything that caught your eye on reading the article, Steve? Um, oh, oh, hang on. First of all, did you read the article? I, well, I was one that turned it to you guys. So yeah, I did read the article. <laughs> I got to thank Brett because I posted. I saw that he'd liked the um, the link on Facebook, so I jumped on that. So um, I'll, I'll I'll take the credit, but it was riding off his back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this bloke um, Brendan, he's been there for a while. He's been a been the editor. Um, by the looks of things, he's had a lot to do with the um, that 100 Years of King Features book that came out. Um, nice. And so now they've yeah, they've created this new position of um, general Man- manager syndication to to get into the um to the digital world, I guess, and looks like he's the one heading it up, so wish him all the luck. Yeah, yeah. and um, I noticed the article didn't say actually anything about the Phantom, though, so maybe... No, hey, I, I noticed that, too. I was a little bit ticked. Yeah, <laughs> you might need to realise that the Phantom's basically carrying everyone else, so yeah. it deserves a bit of a mention. Yeah, it's interesting, is it? Because a couple of times that um, we've read King Futures articles, it's always sort of been... The oldest stuff, oh, maybe not the oldest stuff, but other stuff that they've mentioned, and then the Phantom's like an afterthought. So maybe he's not, I don't know, maybe he's not that important at Kings. Like, well, f- they think he's not that important. I don't, I don't know. Mm. It's just weird. Well, oh, he's probably the only one of the characters that still has regular uh, comic book series throughout the world. Yeah, well, that's mm. true. That's so true. Uh, maybe they need to get their priorities straight. Mm-hmm. Yep, Exactly. Right, well, um, we'll move on. Uh, we have a bit of a plug for um, a friend of the podcast, uh, Phantom Fan Club. Uh, is that what he's called? The Phantom Club of... Oh, I should have really looked at that. I didn't <laughs> d- double-check the name. Just Phantom Club, I think. Is Phantom Club. Yeah. Okay, so the Phantom Club is um, a group on Facebook 
that is run by uh, Renee, who we've mentioned a couple of times here on, on the podcast. And he has dreams of making it the biggest fandom club in the world. Um, if you go on there and have a look, there's, of course, lots of fans posting everything from new collectibles they've got to artwork to tattoos they've got of the Phantom. Um, heaps of stuff on there. It's pretty cool to check out. Uh, I think all three of us are members on there and have posted from yeah. time to time. Um, and I know we one of, one of our biggest concerns with every Facebook page is that they all basically are the same. Um, and that was something that when we were discussing it with Renee, we kind of made mention and he kind of agreed that, you know, they're all the same. And so I think he said that he's got a few ideas, uh, that are going to be a little bit different than what everyone else has already got. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it may be another one of those pages that will be worth, um, you know, following, and then you can you can go from there. We, like like Joe said, we've we've both joined it, um, and and yeah, like I don't know, can you can you like too many fan and Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook pages? No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 interesting because you know it is it is a problem that Facebook pages are all the same, for lack of a better term. And you know, our one Phantom Collector suffers suffers a bit from that too. But it's not because everyone's you know, each, uh, what would you call them, admin, I guess, of the group is stealing each other's stories. It's actually the members, because, mm. you know, we'll post something on ours, and then five seconds later, someone shared it to another group, and then someone on that group shared it to another one. It's because people are members of multiple groups, they share it amongst them all. And, you know, that's why they've all got the same thing. So the groups are worth checking out, because while they do have the same thing, which is because they have the same members, there are also stuff that gets posted on some that don't get posted on others so yeah they're definitely worth checking out yeah i think it is and you know if um uh you know i love renee's passion for the character and um i think that will come out in the club and if he get you know if he if he if he does what he wants to do which i believe he will and that is to make it one the biggest club whether it's official or unofficial but also he has, you know, he has discussed some, you know, he has some desires to create unique content and a unique Facebook page apart from the rest. It could be worth, you know, I reckon it'll be worth checking out and, you know, to see whether it's up to your liking or not. Yeah, exactly. Just um, go and have a look and see what everybody's up to. Hmm. But I'm sure there's some cool stuff that'll come out of it. Yeah. Right, well... Um, Let's get on to probably the biggest story uh, yes. of the last month or so, and that is the delays at Fru. Um, as everyone's probably noticed, the release Has date... Has people noticed? Yeah, <laughs> that must have been. Okay, oh, well, it was yeah. just us. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just the three of us, but, you know, like, we, well, we were messaging, like, it said that it was coming out on Wednesday. You know, Wednesday afternoon, we were like, Where's the comic? Where's Where the is comic? it? Where's the comic? Where's the comic? You know, Thursday afternoon. Where's the comic? Where's the comic? Where's the comic? I thought just in case I was a misprint, I didn't go there till the till the Friday. Yeah, <laughs> and but there's there's been a little bit of people out out there, but I wonder if people are really. It kind of makes me a little bit scared that people aren't kicking up a big enough fuss about no comics out yet. 
Yeah. Well, maybe they're just going directly to Fru, right? Like emailing them, yeah. sending them the grumpy emails rather than um, than yeah. posting it all over. Contacting via Facebook. I don't know Facebook if you saw the Facebook comment from Dudley today, but he said that he likes getting grumpy emails as well. So. Yeah, I'll get that somewhere. <laughs> Right, I'm getting on to that then. There's a new story or something with golems, is that right? Yeah, something like that. But, um, yeah, so keep going about through. Um, Yeah, so, well, as the three of us noticed and everybody else, um, the release date for the first issue, which was just a regular issue for this year, has come and gone. Um, I think the Christmas special should be released soon. No, the Christmas special was already already released. Oh, that's the the annual (laughs) annual I'm thinking of, sorry. Yeah, the annual Um, had a release date of the 16th originally, but that's come and gone that's come and gone. So we're two comics down for for Now, we do know... Well, we are... We've um, made contact. We've made contact, yes. We know what's going on to a certain extent with it for... um, Obviously, through um, are going through some big changes at the moment with um, Judith leaving the company, which we reported on a little while ago. Uh, so the delays are mostly to do with that. Um, we haven't been told a lot because, of course, the people sort of hiding, or not hiding, but working behind the scenes are, um, you know, want to keep the information close to their chest until anything that's going on. Uh, is all sorted, but they will make an announcement at some time in the future. But what we in can... In the near future, in the, in the near future, Yes, well. in the near future. But what we can tell you is the comics will Exclusive be out. Exclusive drum roll. Can you put in like a little drum roll, a little sound effect? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, listen to those effects. Sped no expense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what we can tell you is the comics will definitely be out either later this month or early February. Um, and we will get at least the same amount of comics as we do every other year, which is 32, I think? 32. I think it's 31. 31. Yeah. So that, including annuals and the Christmas special, we will get at least 31 comics this year. Now, that at least is very important because we have heard rumblings that there may be more than 31 comics this year. Whether they'll be you know, extra specials or just extra regular issues or, you know, something different altogether, we don't know. But there will be at least 31 comics, possibly more, coming out from through this year. Yeah. And I think it's, um, uh, I think it's important. I think that's important. So, you know, especially for a lot of subscribers and stuff, so they won't be shortchanged. Yeah. Um, Dudley did post a message on Facebook you know, basically saying that, you know, what we've kind of said, we've gone into a little bit more details, um, but that's because, you know, we are the newsbreakers, so <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, where you hear it first. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, I think it's also important where you said that uh, the comics like, will be out either in the next couple of weeks or early Feb. Um, so... I guess it's it's disappointing that there's been a delay, but to know that fruit hasn't disappeared, as a, for a better word, um, and that if comics are out, let's just say they're out the first week of February, it's really only a month and a bit that it, that we're not having a fruit comic. So that's that's not bad at the yeah. end of the day. It could have been worse. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when, when there's internal changes in companies and stuff, sometimes yeah. there are things going on where they can't release things until certain legalities are sorted or whatever. Yeah. You know, so there's a, there's a dozen different reasons why the mm. comics could be held up. Now, something else important is that we do have confirmation that Dudley will still be involved heavily with Thrill as well. Yes. Now, I think all three of us took a bit of a sigh of relief when we heard that. Yes. Yeah, because Dudley's been doing a brilliant job the last year and a bit. Yeah. Um, it was a special, the Christmas special got me worried a little bit. Like he, um, I can't remember exactly his words and all his terminology, but he said, uh, I think it was something like, you know, until next time, question mark or something. Like I read that and I thought, hey, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I understand Jude's going, I understand, you know, where's Dudley going? So. It, it would be good to see that he's still heavily involved with Fru, yeah. um, because I think he has helped a lot with the transition from, um, you know, the death of Jim and stuff like that. So, um, so I think that's that's another positive that I think people need to get excited about as well. Yeah, and, and well, not even the transition, just the the quality that he's brought back to the publication. I don't yeah. think can be understated. It's just. You know, it, it's good to pick up a, a fruit issue. You know, you pick it up and you don't look at the cover and go, oh, Jesus, really? You pick it up and you go, oh, that looks awesome. I can't wait to get home and read it. And, you know, it's, I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but it's been a long time since I've, you know, legitimately done that. Been excited about yeah. a fruit. Sometimes you get it and it's, it's almost like um, you're hiding the front cover, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you're so ashamed of it, almost like, you know. Um, you know, you got a naughty comic or something. It's like, oh, I don't want anyone to see this. It's such a terrible cover. It's a terrible comic. I don't want anyone to see it. But it, it's kind of like, oh, I don't mind now because it's actually, you know, attractive to the visual to a visual eye. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Um, so yeah. So the other bit of news that we have been privy and we are allowed to say is that the 80th anniversary special will be a, a special. So it will be coming out. Um, and from what we've been told, it could well be the best one to come. Mm-hmm. It could blow all the other specials, annuals and stuff out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like a big pirate cannon. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> when we are allowed to say more, um, and when we have been told more, um, we will let everyone know, whether we do a special podcast or whether we just do it as part of a, a normal podcast, um, hopefully we will have that out in a, you know, within a couple of weeks and stuff like that um, because then you know, hopefully all of the internal changes have been done. People are able to have all that stuff. Of course, before they talk to us, they actually need to get these comics out because that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then talk to us. But um, <laughs> you know, they need to get the comics out first and then so, yeah. So I, I guess if you are a listener to Through, uh, if you are a, a fan of Through or a fan of the Phantom, you know, keep in touch with us because... <laughs> we hope they are seeing as they're listening to this podcast. You know, hopefully we'll be able to um, uh, discuss some more stuff, I guess, concrete, in a, you know, and we will be privy to a little bit more information which we'll be able to share. Yep. So it's all, it's all still got working towards um, some great Phantom products. So don't anyone freak out. There's, it's not suddenly that the companies disappear. They're just ironing out a few things, and then it'll all hmm. be back. Yeah, definitely. bigger and better. So, I must admit, 
Judith leaving has it's kind of like people are aware of it and all that, but I don't really think it is kind of a big thing, isn't it? It is, but I think the reason why there hasn't been a big brouhaha about it is no one. And this might sound a little bit disrespectful, but that's not how I how I mean it. No one really knew what she did <laughs> at yeah. the company. Like Jim was front and center, and Steve was as well when he came on. I think Judith was very much the woman behind the scenes that kept everything rolling, while the yeah. others kind of were the showman, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm. Um, you know, so Judith was the director, and Steve was the actor, sort of thing. Yeah, and then Dudley after him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, what I think of is because obviously, you know, um, Judith is not there, and she's been there since the eighties. Jim has been there since the eighties. Now, that's a long. That's as old as as us, basically. You know, oh, I don't know how old you are, Steve. What, you're in your 40s, so that'll be a 70s <laughs> <laughs> No, I was born in 1980. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Almost the 70s. Um, <laughs> so that means you're the, oldest, that you're the oldest one here. Um, Just rub it in, Jermaine. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I've, 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 come to a, I've accepted it for a little while now. It's okay. I know you guys have got more hair than me, and you're a bit more stylish there, Joe. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're... We're, we're of the 80s, and so we grew up on Jim and on a, you know, and, and Judith, in a sense, as well. So with both of them not there yet, it's going to be a big change. It could well be a big change. Yeah, but I think, it, I think it's going to be... You know, when we saw the stuff that Dudley was doing, I think it's a much-needed mm. change. Yeah. Because we'd been saying for a long time how stale the book had become yeah so I think it needs a good kick up the rear <laughs> so do you think we will see change um we're not allowed to say who's involved but having heard the rumours and stuff well you know maybe not rumours but having been told what we've been told I think it could be very interesting mm. let's just put it that way yeah um Especially with Dudley staying on, like, regardless of... I think of that's key. I think the that other, is key. Yeah, regardless of... continuity. Exactly. And regardless of what the other people might be doing who are coming in, the stuff that Dudley's done has been great. And I think if he continues along that line, it's going to be even better. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to improve the book. Because he's constantly trying new things, which is, which is great. You know, like, for all the good and stuff Jim did, he found what worked for him and he stuck to it. And, yeah, that's good, but if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, it does become stale, and we and it leads to that god-awful situation we had with the 70th anniversary issue, which everyone likes to try and forget, because it was so... What, it was the 70th, 70th anniversary? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. So I think that the fact that Dudley does keep trying these new things is, is going to be really good. Hmm. So what are some things that you would like to see in 2016 and beyond? Um, I reckon we let Steve go first. He hasn't said much he's ever said. <laughs> yeah, well, what, I've, age I've, before beauty? Yeah, that too. I've, I've, I've been pondering on this, and I'm trying to come up with an answer, and I'm thinking, well, the, the most, um, the easiest one, the, the biggest free kick was 
is to see the continuation of um, Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about those little mini comics that um, talking about last year with you know those little you know two page things wherever or three page wherever they are. Oh, the, the little kids yeah. Phantom the Kids or whatever they yeah. are. So that you know um, seeing them pop up would be good. Um, I know people you know sometimes I say color, some some are more black and white. I'm neither here nor there. I've always read them in black and white. Um, read them in color sometimes in the newspaper. Um, and oh, in other comics as well. Um, but if the colour's right, it's, it's good. Um, but sometimes I've seen colour and I haven't really liked it, like in the paper. I know they've got limited colours or whatever, but you know, sometimes you see this purple or green and it's just not right. Um, I can't think of an example now, but I know when I see it. Um, so colour or not, yeah, or that could be another experiment that um, that Dudley puts forward. Um, but with that, would there be much of a price increase? Yeah. So, yeah, there so, would. So it's balancing, you know, these great innovations that, you know, these new people will bring into it, but also keeping, being cost-effective about it. And, um, yeah, and, but having said that, I know that the the Phantom is one of the cheapest books out there. You know, you go and you, I think I saw a, a Superman for 12 bucks or something. It was just a thin little comic. Uh, that was at the news agents, whereas at the co- comic shop it's seven bucks or whatever. But um, so I, th- I still think it's good value for money, um, and you know, just be interesting to see you know if they've got new innovations, if that's going to affect the price. Mm. Yeah. Good points. Um, you know, for me it would be easy to say, oh, you know, the same things I've said before. You know, I'd, I'd like to see all the parts of multiple part stories collected into one oh, book and all I didn't that say sort of anything thing. about um. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, the triads. Famous triads. Triads, yeah. I've got to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just buy the issues and read them. When read, read the... I've got them. I've you want them in one volume? <sighs> a nice hardcover. Buy a second set and just stick them together or something. <laughs> and, and a nice new cover there by Glenn, by Glenn Ford would be great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Good graphic reference. novels would be great. But, um, you <laughs> know, that's... that's... out to Glenn because he was on our last podcast. <laughs> well, he's just added me as a fan, as a... Facebook friends, <laughs> and, and he's starting that merch thing. You know, we've got to yeah. got to keep it good with him. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'd be easy to see all those things again. But I was thinking about this too, and I think the thing that I would like to see the most, if this is a new team coming in and they're going to attack all things a different way, I'd like to see them try and. And I've no idea how they do this. Um, and I don't know what the practicality of it would be because I've never been in publishing or anything. But I would love to see them in some way, shape, or form increase the um, the visibility of the Phantom outside of mm. the people that listen to this podcast. You know, like because <laughs> yeah. you know how you see Batman and Spider Man and stuff everywhere, and yeah, they're a different thing because they've had movies that have made billions of dollars and owned by big corporations and all that. But the Phantom is still one of the most recognised characters in Australia. And Fru is an Australian company, so I think if they kind of embraced that and did something so they'd, you know, promote him in other ways outside of the comic, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and they've done like that a little stamps. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the stamps is a good example of, of how you could be reaching new or old fans in a different environment than a comic book store or a news yeah. agent. 
Well, that's another good point too, new fans, because it's still very much the core audience of the fandom is like 20s, 30s and up, something like that. So well, maybe they could do reckon, something to get the younger readers yeah, in as well. I reckon we're still considered as the young fans. Yeah, I, yeah, I always are. thought 30s and up rather than 20s. Well, yeah. I, reckon that, I reckon it's probably the majority of fans are probably in their, um, uh, in their 40s or 50s. Yeah. Maybe even 50s and up and then... You know, we, we're in our 30s. Mm. Um, well, some are closer in our 30s than others, but... Um, <laughs> or more, more well-entrenched in our 30s, is it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we're in our 30s, and I would suggest that we are still probably in the younger age gap. Yeah. Which is kind of scary that, well... You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's a struggle getting out of bed, and, yep. and you know, I don't feel young. No, well, not all the time. But <laughs> you know, time, Steve but... and I have both said on the podcast before, because we both work in schools. The kids that we teach know who the Phantom is. They recognise the character. They mm. kind of know a bit about him. So there's definitely that knowledge but base there the to start one from. Dad or the dad's hero. Yeah, exactly. But if they could, if Fru could do something that would engage that age group and get them interested um i think you've probably got an inbuilt audience there i don't know how big it would be but yeah and the thing is is you're likely to then if you can grab their attention you're likely got them for the next 50 you can get them for the next 50 60 70 years yeah and you know with through being the price they are their parents are more likely going to buy them a 350 comic than you know seven bucks for one issue of the Marvel or DC heroes, so... And yeah, you get more bang for your buck as well. You, it's a, yeah, it's a thicker, thicker book. You actually you get, do. you know, 30 pages or 20, you know, 25 pages of actual story rather than 20 pages in a comic and 18 pages of those are um, adverts. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that, that's kind of what I like to see, just broadening the spectrum of who reads the comic, I guess. Mm. I would, yeah, I, I would like... Cause, I also believe there's a lot of, I don't know how, I don't know whether you call them disheartened or, you know, fans, like a lot of people that have fallen off for one reason or the other. Like, I've, you know, I've talking to some, some, some fans and these are, you know, well-known fans and, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, oh, you know, I haven't read a fan comic for, you know, four or five years and, you know, some are even say, oh, I haven't read a comic for 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they probably, they, some of them still buy the free comic, but they don't read it. It just kind of sits in a, in a, on a, in a pile. They still buy pieces of art and, or, you know, like memorabilia and bits and stuff, but they don't actually read the comic. It's a mm. bit hard to get excited about the character and stuff when you don't read the comic. Um... And, you know, they do it because, oh, I don't have time or it's not interesting or, you know, various amount of reasons. But I also think not only do they have to get the, the new fan, but I think they need to um, reconnect with the old fan as well. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think that would actually be the harder of the two things to do because old right. fans... Well, old fans want such different things. Like, younger fans... <laughs> You put something bright and flash in front of them, yeah, they're good. <laughs> they'll, they'll check it out. But older fans, they either want new stuff or they want Lee Fork stuff and they want the exact same four Lee Fork stories every second day. 
Not that I'm thinking of anyone in particular. <laughs> so you have those two extremes. It would be. It must be really hard for Fru to juggle that. Yeah, but it would be, and you know, these obviously are not easy fixes because if they were, um, you know, we could do it, but we aren't doing it because yeah, it's so exactly. you know. Um, well, I don't obviously... know, Jermaine. We've given them a lot of suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the doing part. We can come up with suggestions. It's the doing part. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard bit. Yeah, um, but. I think you know. I, th- I think you're right. I think the the disheartened or the dropped off fans will be hard, mm. but I don't think like I don't think you're going to be able to reach them all because you're no. right. There's such a a huge gap on why they don't do it. But if you look at even yourself for an example, who used to only buy the new stories, and then even then it would take you only. Know, Pretty much you only read them because you actually had to do the podcast. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, you said now that you, you've even brought a few stories that you've had copies of because they had the backup stories, and you've even brought and enjoyed some of the historical stories. Yeah, that's That's true. the biggest one, the historical stories. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if they can do that, they can do anything. Exactly. Um, so, well, that's because, you know, and that goes again back to, um, you know, what Dudley's done and the new covers and the back, the Heart of Darkness. It's got me excited for the character again. So if they, like you said, can find a way to do that for those disenfranchised readers, then... Mm. But um, that, that's why I think that uh, Replica series or the classic series, whatever they called it, should have been a separate series to the regular fruit issues because those people that just want to read the Lee Fork stuff could just buy those and everyone else that wants to read just the new stuff can just buy the regular comic and everyone that wants to get both can still get both you know it wouldn't have actually worked out you know fruit dropped off maybe instead of 31 regular comics a year they do 30 plus you know the one or Mm. however many of the replica ones you know because it's it's very interesting now. You you regarding the replica, we don't want to flog a dead, dead horse because we've covered this a million and one times. Yeah. Like every time it comes out. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know it it in Sweden and Norway and even Finland, who doesn't actually produce the comic regularly anymore, they're actually doing exactly what Fru is doing, but they have it as a separate series. Yeah. It's hardcover. Um, they've got articles introducing stuff and talking about what happened and stuff, very similar as what um, Barry Stubbersfield does, yet that series is working in those Scandinavian countries. Now, the audience may be different. I don't know. I don't know the audience. I haven't done a cost analysis or or any, any other analysis and stuff like that, but I do find it interesting that those series work they are amazing quality pieces. Like, I know people in Australia who desperately try and hunt them down. I've got about three or four of the series. Um, and they are, you know, they're eye-level, bookshelf, you know, very displayed very nicely in my collection. Yet the free replica ones, I don't even give them a second look. So I, it, it's interesting that... The idea works in one 
neck of the woods, but it doesn't work in our neck of the woods. Well, do, do you think it's the way they've been approached? Like, the way Fru's done it is basically just another comic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the cover's quality, um, like the the cardstock or whatever they use for the covers slightly better, but the interior is still the, the cheaper paper, whereas... Mm. The Scandinavian ones, like you said, they're hard-covered, they're high-quality paper, dust jacket. They're more like a collector's collector's book, like a nice hardcover book that you get from a bookshop. Um, Maybe that's the difference. You know, these people Mm. that are looking to read those older ones, whether they be past fans or newer ones um, that are getting into that, they might want that nice collection. They go, oh, yeah, those are stories I used to read, but all my comics are falling apart. It'd be really nice to have... Yeah. a hardbound edition. So maybe it's something as simple as that. Maybe it's And not... the stories are still edited like they are in the free. Yeah. Like they are, you know, because like, you know, Sweden edited, chopped and changed and coloured yeah. and added new frames and... So in know, the original state. Yeah, yeah, which is what Fru have attempted to do as well. So, yeah. you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it's the presentation that has failed. Are they counting backwards as well? Uh, no, they're actually counting forwards. Yeah, well, that could be another thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, you know, like, I, you know, and I think we I think we initially said this when, the, when it first came out, is that the idea, I think, is a good one, but we're not, we weren't sure on the presentation. Yeah. You know, I think we said that originally. I think we've said it every single time since. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but I would like to see Fru do everything that you suggest, but I would like them to tidy up on a few things i.e. like this replica series like do you keep it do you get rid of it i would like to see something made with that um i would you know and and then you know it's just you know it's things like that um uh and i know this isn't always for his fault but like you know when they had the mix up of the two two part stories you know just things that wasn't you know, there was a bit of a mix-up with that. But, you know, like that sorted, I would like to see maybe um, the part stories printed in order. You know, just just the little things like that. Like I, I think I would prefer to see Nat Turner's Spirit Part 1 and 2 held back, especially if Fru were getting lots of access to, um, uh, what do you call it, to past unpublished stories. Yeah. You might as well hold that back and then print them one issue after another or put them in a Christmas special or or a, a single issue or something like that. I, I would, I, yeah. Sorry, I was just just had a thought. Um, I noticed that the, the first issue for, I can't remember if it's Phantom Man or Phantom Matt, but one of the two um, has its cover, its actual cover is of King's Watch, and we know they've been reprinting King's Watch for a bit. Now, that's obviously something they've done um, over in Scandinavia. What do you think would, one, be the likelihood, and two, do you think it would be a good idea if Fru started reprinting some of the US stuff here? Like, maybe if they went back as far as, say, that Marvel miniseries from 96 or whatever it was, and reprinted that, while they're um, waiting for those other issues, uh, those other parts of those stories. Do I you think, think it's an? I think it's an idea. I'd love it. Um, because there's a lot of people that missed out on those that have 
trying to track them down, or mm. even the DC ones, which are, can be quite hard to get. I think it will work better if they were kind of like, like published as backup stories, whether it's in an annual Christmas or a longer issue, rather than a standalone one, because I think you're getting to the trouble again where you're having people who already have that will then be deciding whether they want to purchase that comic or not. Yeah. Where, where, where things like the unpublished stories from Egmont, the likelihood of someone having those, or even they may have it, but the likelihood of them either having it, being able to read one of the Scandinavian languages, is a lot lower than what it would be to have one of, like a US comic. Yeah, that's true. So, so if they could do a Defenders of the Earth, though, that'd be good, because I haven't been able to find anything up on them yet, their comic. Well, then maybe they could even um, get the art from uh, Alex and do the, um, <laughs> get do the, the fifth, um, no, the fifth story. Fifth one, that's right. Yeah, the that'd fifth be great. Story. Yeah. Um, I've seen the original art for that. It's, um, it's not bad. I reckon it could have been a decent story. Yeah, that would have been cool. That, um, that you can, I think he's even got a, I think you can even buy the whole story as well. I know you're an Alex Saviaka fan, Steve. I am, yeah, I do like his stuff. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure the wife won't mind you uh, purchasing the whole comic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, I know you said you've had some trouble tracking them down, Steve, but I, I I've seen the pop on, pop up, ah, I'll try that again, pop up on eBay. Fairly often, it's worth getting if you're a fan of his art because mm. there's some lovely little touches in there that it's, he's put in. I think it's inked or by Fred Fredericks as well. Yeah, so. uh, yeah keep it in the family. Yeah, there's a lot of history <laughs> yeah. to it. Um, and if you compare the stories um, in the comic compared to you know, the stories they're based off from the cartoon series, the comic is just it's so much better. Not that that would be hard, admittedly, but. Because of these, I little... love Defenders of the Earth. <laughs> oh, they're Defenders. They're they're so corny. There's... It is corny. Well, that's the 80s. Yeah, that's true. I have a kind of love hate relationship with it. Part of me does go, "Oh, this is great," and part of me goes, "Oh, this is so corny." <laughs> but you know, um, but is that, yeah, there's... is that like your two face? You've got your geek yeah. side and you get your normal <laughs> side. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, there's some great artwork in there from from Alex, mm. so it's worth. Trying to grab them if you can. Definitely. Actually, I might but, even... I'll have a look for you, Steve. I might even have a spare copy around here somewhere. But I think oh, I think good. you're right that, um, you know, while I think it would be all right, you know, to see... Because we've all... Everyone seems to... Has enjoyed the unpublished Egmont stuff. So, Free has published some of the Charlton stories of uh, Don Newton. Yeah. Um, not everyone liked that, but majority of people did. Um, so, you know, I think there's room there. Um, especially if they're looking, like we said before, we kind of hinted at, that they will, you know, that will be at least the same amount of issues, you know, this year. So, and, you know, so maybe it could be something that they look at because Egmont is producing less, so maybe they have to look elsewhere to fill up the quota. Yeah, or just just to put it out there, maybe they could create some original stories. Yeah, yeah, maybe they could. <laughs> that would be great. 
Yeah. Mm. I could think of three people straight off the top of my head that would very much like to have a go at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they do. Be very interesting. I think, well, the way I look at it is when Jim came on board, he brought a fair bit of change and back in the 80s, and it was, in a sense, the revival and the survival, you yeah. know, of fruit, he brought the survival of fruit, and he brought a revival with it. So you know, and especially with Dudley still involved, he's you know he. I think he has overseen you know with some help with Steve and you know and some others and stuff like that. He has overseen a new revival. So uh, I hope, and I have fairly good faith that it will continue, and hopefully we can see another another revival yeah well i think it's on its way like you know we said with the stuff that they've been doing recently i think it was definitely on its way to getting to that point yeah and i think the 80th anniversary could be a great kickstart to help with that yeah because in a sense 80th anniversary it's almost it's not free advertising but it's almost free advertising in the sense that you know, it's a special. It's a special. Yeah. So places like Australia Post are doing, um, you know, some stamps. Um, the Phantom Lamp and Perth Bullion and all these other places. And I can't imagine the media not reporting it. Like, especially yeah. here in Australia, but even internationally, I can't imagine. You know, comic websites like Comic Book Resources and Newsarama and places like that. I can't imagine them letting it go because eighty years continuous publishing that's a huge thing like well, not even marvel and dc yeah. have done that maybe um that's what uh the new you know whoever's involved with through and stuff like that uh you know and dudley and stuff whatever's you know once it all gets sorted maybe they really need maybe that's something that we would like to see from them is you know hit up all these places and do a lot of um because it's Perfect free advertising. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, 80th, 80th year, did you know that? Here's some facts for you. You know, basically write the article for them and then link back to Frill and say, and hey, guess what? We've been publishing through comics since 1948, and guess what? You can buy them from here. Australia dollar's doing pretty badly against the US, so it means <laughs> it's cheaper for you guys. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's like when the 1000 issue came out, like, I don't remember collecting fan comics at the time, but I remember it always being on the news. I remember seeing it on yeah. the news. Yeah. yeah. It was everywhere. And then yep. around that time you had... And the 50th um, had a lot of publicity. Yeah. You know, like um, the 50th, like they gave out little posters for the news agents and mm. little um, little things that you would slip in, um, uh, like little card stock things that you would slip in behind the comic, which would stand out. Amongst yeah. everything else. And... Is that when they did that big standy thing too that's now impossible to find? I think so, yeah. If yeah. anyone's got one and they want to get rid of it, please let me know. It's actually, the... Because <laughs> the, um... my boss said, if I can get a life-size phantom, he will allow me to put it up in my office. I don't know whether he's being facetious <laughs> or not, but he said that. So, <laughs> so it's happening. If I can get one, it's in my office. The, um, the comic store at Newcastle, Graphic Action, they have one, and the guy that owns it 
told me once, oh, this is a while ago, so whether it's still true, I'm not sure, but he, he told me maybe three, four years ago that at least once a month, people would, someone would come in and ask him if he'd sell it, and he always said yeah. no. So, yeah, he's, he's holding on to that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, I've seen photos of one in Jim's office, and I've I've seen a few others, and they, and they look impressive. Yeah, they're very cool. They're very cool. Yeah. But I just want to see my boss's reaction when I bring him in the office and say, <laughs> "Hey, look, I found a life size fan." And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> there you go. That's what Fru has to do: produce some life size phantoms just so he can freak Jermaine's boss out. <laughs> He's actually, he actually enjoys the phantoms. So I reckon you'll um, probably put it on the front counter or something like or, you know, <laughs> out the front or something. Because I've got a little figurine on my desk, and uh, we're, we're calling it a, 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 a mascot. Oh, uh, cool. So that's where that conversation came from. But you know, I, I reckon it's a good point. I reckon you know a lot of things require. Well, a lot of things that we suggested probably require money and stuff like that, where I think things like linking it to a lot of the comic places and stuff like that, I don't think that will cost as much. Maybe time. Yeah. But it could be great advertising, and I reckon it, you know, I reckon it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be cool to see it happen. Hmm. Yep. Maybe, maybe it will come down on the fact that maybe we need to do it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll go and bug all the local news agents. Oh, or even it. just, you know, like Comics Arama and all these other websites and yeah. stuff like that and, you know, do up a bit of a, a press release or something for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could do that. <laughs> cool. Well, is there anything else anyone wants to mention before we wrap this up? No, no I reckon I reckon that's probably it for a short podcast, which we said it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if we ever do a short podcast. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's something you know. Fred's going to say, "Well, all right, well, you give an us list today. Maybe here's some list for you. How about some shorter podcasts? <laughs> Try and make an episode under an hour, <laughs> which takes three hours to make. Yeah, which takes three hours to make. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thanks everyone for joining us for episode thirty-four of uh, Expand. The Phantom Podcast. Um, of course, you can find all our social media links on the main site, which is chroniclechamber.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and of course, there's the RSS feed to um, stay in touch with what's happening in the world of the Phantom. As soon as we know more about what's going on with through with all these changes, we will let you know. And we'll, yep. like Jermaine uh, mentioned, we're hoping to get one of, or two of, or three of, or however many of the new people are involved we're hoping to speak to them at some time so make sure you keep your eye open for that all right fellas yes. well thanks again for joining me thanks for having thanks us, for having us. always uh, a pleasure yeah and we'll uh catch you for episode 35, Ooh, 35. excellent can't wait i know <laughs> it's exciting times it is 35 episodes i can't believe we're still still going yeah people still listen to us yeah <laughs> it's, it's insane isn't it <laughs> Right. Catch you later, everyone. Cheers. See you, everyone. See you later.